Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Got a little tough for a little while, so I'm excited to get back into it. I'm excited to get my girls into it, um, and I'm excited to talk about what it is um, to be a mom and to to do this because I, like you said, there's, there's not a lot out there for, for moms and how to balance it and how to juggle it and how to keep life rolling and still do what you need to do. So. Oh, you got her, dude. She's down. Let's go. Dude, I just shot a deer of a lifetime. Freaking smoke team. One with nature, and if you're a believer, one with God. Definitely gets your heart pumping. Boy, you are in trouble. All Obsession Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to another Fall Obsession Podcast episode. Our Fall Obsession Podcast is driven by fine folks over at Ridge Rock Hunt Company, and I will talk more about them uh, later on at the close of our episode. I'm Sam, once again, your podcast host, back on here for another Monday morning episode, joined by one of our own field staffers and wife of one of our regional staff coordinators also, uh, Ms. Heather Sellen. Heather, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you back on here. Uh, for for our listeners who may not have caught the previous episodes or or might be wondering, Heather um, was on the podcast previously with that uh, that Midwestern crew that we have out there, uh, kind of through the the United States Midwestern region. They went on a snow goose hunt earlier in the year. Several staff members together, we kind of debriefed and unpacked that hunt in a an awesome and very casual conversation uh, over the course of a couple episodes. It's 97 and 98. If you want to go back and listen to those two episodes, highly recommend it. Um, it's a it's a good group that you and Todd got out there. So always fun to always fun to to hear the stories and just to get you guys together. Yeah, it was uh, that was a pretty fun trip to go on. Really, my first um, hunting trip that I've gone on with my with my husband. All of the rest of it has been 
Um, he goes on a lot of the hunting trips, but I stay home with the kids. Um, it's just, it's what works for us. Um, I do the hunting locally or within a short drive. So it was really fun to be able to get away, um, not have the kids with us and, um, to hang out with that gang. It's just a, a absolutely amazing gang, uh, to hunt with, looking forward to getting back with them. Um, end of the month to go do some bow fishing down with uh, Delaney down in Southern Indiana. So can't wait to get back with our group. Absolutely. Yeah. Fun group for sure. We've had, we've had bits and pieces of them kind of spread out together uh, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I know Tyler and Andy and uh, Delaney recently as well have all mm-hmm. come on for individual episodes and now we're getting you on here. And um, I, I don't know how these episodes will, will fall in our publication schedule, but following this one, we'll have uh, actually Todd on here for one too, getting, getting you guys on kind of one-on-one as well, but kind of the, the subject matter and some of the stuff we wanted to get into today um, you know, we, we had this hunt and you, you alluded to it just now, how it was, it was refreshing and enjoyable for you to be able to get to go do something new mm-hmm. in the hunting world and, you know, kind of kid free and, and enjoy that aspect of it. But, um, you know, I, I'm pretty open about it. Todd, uh, sent me a message kind of talking about how, uh, you and he would be interested in maybe getting you on here to kind of talk about, um, some of the, some of the challenges, um, in general, but then that you yourself have faced with, uh, you know, just kind of juggling, juggling a busy schedule, juggling being a mom and, uh, yeah. and raising kids and yet trying to hunt and actually get something out of hunting and, and enjoy hunting at the same time. And not something that we, I think we've ever really touched on with this podcast because, um, you know, it, it seems like most of the, I don't know, most of the, the guests that we have or the, the female guests at least are, are kid free for the most part. So, you know, it's a, it's a new kind of a new avenue for us to, to explore. And I hope that there's some other hunting moms out there listening to this podcast that, uh, that can kind of hear your side of it. So, um, kind of, kind of just to start, I guess would be, tell us, tell us how you got into hunting in the first place. Yeah. So I was not raised, um, in a hunting family whatsoever. Um, it wasn't until I started dating Todd that, um, I started to have a little bit of interest in it. Um, he got me, I went out one time with him and it was a absolutely beautiful, uh, fall day. And I, he got a doe and it, I was hooked at that point. I was like, I want a bow. So for Christmas that year, he got me a bow. Um, again, this is before we had kids and new newlyweds. And, um, so a lot of our vacations were going around. We'd go to some Reinhardt 100. So those would be our vacations. So we'd maybe catch a, a baseball game, you know, shoot, shoot, um, I rose a couple of days. We would do a lot of like dates to the local 3D archery um, courses and that, and that worked for us. And it was a lot of fun and it was really a great experience for us, you know, getting to know each other, you know, early in our marriage. Um, so that's really how I got into it. I was not raised with it whatsoever. Um, as, as, life progressed and we had kids, I, it, it got a lot more complicated for me. Um, having the children around puts a whole nother level. I coach two sports. I'm a varsity coach. Um, actually for a while I was coaching two varsity sports. Um, we have a, we have a farm that I really manage and hunting has been, you know, it, it kind of 
got a little tough for a little while. So I'm excited to get back into it. I'm excited to get my girls into it. Um, and I'm excited to talk about what it is um, to be a mom and to to do this because I, like you said, there's there's not a lot out there for, for moms in how to balance it and how to juggle it and how to keep life rolling and still do what you need to do. So um, that's kind of like my little backstory of uh, how I got got into it and um COVID definitely got me back into it and um excited to share some of the stories of Todd and I as we um kind of traveled this and help he I mean he was he's been amazing at helping helping me figure out how to best juggle it and make it so it's enjoyable for me yeah absolutely yeah what it's I don't know. It, it, it's so interesting because I we, we've talked to so many guests that have been have been either either on the air or off the air, whatever it might be. But they they've alluded to how much COVID has actually increased their hunting opportunities. You know, which mm-hmm. which I mean, say what you want about the state of things and how things have been for the past couple mm-hmm. of years. But for a lot of people, it's it's open it's open new doors and new opportunities to get outside and get in the woods, which is pretty which is pretty awesome to see. Um, so mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about kind of how how that transition happened during that time frame and 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 how you have learned to manage it because you've already said you know your your mom you have two two daughters you have a farm and then I I don't know if we've even mentioned it yet but you know aside from coaching you're also a a teacher I believe you you and Todd both so Mm -hmm. I mean that that in and of itself is a busy schedule how have y'all learned to to so passionately bring hunting into your lifestyle? Um, I think going back to when, when we first had the kids, um, Todd and I were talking about it um, actually last night. And I said, when I first got into, when we first had the kids and I was into hunting, I would come in from a time, a time out hunting and he would just bombard me with questions and I'm already tired. I'm already run down. And as a young mom, I took it as, especially because I wasn't bringing home a deer like he was, and I felt like I was failing. Even though it was his attempt to try to troubleshoot and try to help me get one, I didn't take it like that. I took it as, you know, oh, I'm doing this wrong, and I'm doing this wrong, and I'm doing this wrong, and I'm doing this wrong. And I I pretty much gave it up. Um, Once COVID hit, and I got the bow back out. We actually um, picked up um, upland bird hunting. We got a, a bird dog. And I realized how how important it was to us. And I realized how it was going to be on my terms this time. And we had some really great conversations about what that would look like. Um, there's times that he'll look at me and be like, hey, you need to go out into the field. Whether you get one or not, you need to go out. Um, there's other times where I look at him and I say, Nope, I can't do it today. I've got too much to do around the house. Um, and, and he understands that and respects that. But we're also now at the point where our kids are starting to go out with us. And I think that has definitely made a huge change, um, in being able to take the kids out and not be at home watching the two kids and to be able to bring them out and um, enjoy and experience um, the hunting part with us. The other part that we've started to do, which kind of goes into the the goose hunt, um, is we are looking for times, hunting seasons that fall kind of outside 
um, our busy times of life. So like the goose hunt falls in between when I'm coaching basketball and when I'm coaching track. And so it's a natural one for me to, to be able to go into the pheasant hunting, trucker hunting, being able to go and do some of that falls for the most part. Like we have a lot of flexibility of when we can do that. Um, I tend to do more early deer season um, because of it, it falls before basketball season and actually he's out refing football. So I get to go out a little bit more for that. So we're just really trying to figure out what seasons work for both of us. You know, I'm bummed. I want to go on the crane hunt, but I'm still in school. He's off of school. So he gets to go on that one. And it's just figuring out what works for our family. And it doesn't work for everyone else's family. And, and, and I think people have to realize that that's okay. Like how you do it and what it looks like, if it works for your family and your kids, go with it, go with it. Your story does not have to look like everyone else's. Right. Yeah. That that's absolutely huge. And you know, that especially with hunting, there's, there's so many personalities and, um, I don't, I don't know the best way to, the best way to describe it, but I mean, you, we, it seems like we talk almost every podcast now about how everything's in the palm of your hand, you know, as far as the, the hunting world that you can access mm-hmm. on your phone and everything. And there's just yeah. this persona across the board of what, what hunting looks like from the outside looking in. And it, yes. and you, you're spot on when you say it doesn't have to be like that for, for everybody. And, and absolutely not. It's, uh, it's, it's unique to to each and every person i know i i would love for i'd love to see my wife get out there and and hunt more with me and she's gone on some hunts and stuff but we we have we have two kids younger than y'all so it's it you know we're we're in that window of you know where it's it it's more challenging as you're well aware so um i I look forward to to the future when when you know we can hopefully kind of break that barrier and they can start tagging along a little bit more and, and be a little bit more involved, be more of a family thing. So. Yeah, it's, it's fun to watch the kids now um, when Todd comes back and has gotten one and I don't even have to help gut the deer anymore. Like they are, they fight over it <laughs> and Tyler wants to be a vet. So she's going through and she's naming all the parts and identifying everything. And, um, to, to watch that for, for me as a mom and watch the bond that has developed between my husband and his two girls, I think is, is so powerful. It's, it's more important than any size antler that he could bring home, um, is to watch that bond of like, my husband teaching the kids about the outdoors um, and being able to witness it. And no, and I mean, I'm part of it too, but there's just something special about watching it with a a dad and his daughters. Um, You know, and I, there, we were in that point where, where you're at with those kids, with your kids, it was more important for us. I mean, we eat a lot of venison. That is the, the staple of the meat that we eat. And it was more important for us to have, and, and you said we're we are crazy busy. It was more important for us to have that venison in the freezer than to necessarily have both of us out there hunting. And I knew that Todd was going to get it down. He was going to get the the deer down quicker um, 
and more often than I was. And so to be able to say to him, nope, I need you to go out because guess what? We have one deer in the freezer right now. We need more. Um, it just, that's how it, that's how we rolled for, for a few years. Um, but I am excited for you to be able to get your, get your kids out there as they're, as they grow up and, and get older and to make those memories. Yeah, absolutely. Same, same here. So as far as, so, so hunting around there and, and that kind of thing, you, you mentioned, you know, COVID has been the kind of been the chance to get back into it. You're, you're working around mm -hmm. your, your teaching schedules. It, it certainly sounds like there's, there's very little downtime, uh, between it all. And then, and then on top of it all, and I'm sure we'll hear more from him in, in the following episode when I record with him, but you know, Todd doing all the work that he does for us too, you know, is, is more on top of that. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, the, y'all are, as you mentioned, you're, you're starting to branch out and even look at some of these, these hunting opportunities in other locations, the, the snow goose hunt being one, um, you, you mentioned the fishing mm -hmm. trip and other stuff that's, that's coming up, uh, here pretty soon. What, uh, we'll just go into that a little bit more. What, how does that, how does that add to the experience or, or, or different than, and, and I, I say that in that, you know, hunting, hunting around your, your farm in, in y'all's neck of the woods, you know, that, mm -hmm. that's, that's what you've known. That's what you've been comfortable with. Um, mm -hmm. speaking as somebody who, who still primarily hunts close to home, but used to only hunt close to home, you know, it, it it's intimidating to, to branch out and, and do something like that the first couple times. What, uh, what has that done for, for you or, or for him y'all as a, as a hunting family? Um, it, the confidence, I, I mean, I was nervous going into the, the goose hunt without question. I was very nervous going into the goose hunt. I mean, I, I'm much more confident and comfortable with my bow than I am with a gun, although I've become much more, much more comfortable with it, but it's still, the bow is where I am the happiest. And so to be able to go and, and join a group and, I didn't know them. Like, I didn't know Andy. I didn't know Tyler. I didn't know Delaney. You know, I knew my husband and I know how intense he can get with hunting, but I also knew he was out of his comfort zone. So for me to go out and just to meet so many other people and to realize um, that there are a lot of people out there, just like, just like us, um, trying to fit it in, trying to make it work, um, not having a ton of extra money to do it, um, but to make it um, exciting for us, I think that has been for me the most exciting and, and refreshing part of it. Um, and the, every time I go out, I'm just meeting new people and making that network even bigger. And um, and Todd's pretty fearless when it comes to that. Um, so <laughs> I I think the networking part and just making that that hunting making my hunting family bigger. Todd's always had a, a pretty significant one, but to make that bigger, make it besides just him for me, um, I think has been really, really important. Um, because like you said, all my hunting is same as you've been very, very local. Um so to be able to branch out, um, there's definitely, I, I'm usually a pretty confident person, but to branch out outside of my comfort zone has been, has been good for me. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it's, it's good for everybody. And, and I'm the first one to be 
reluctant to change and reluctant to to branch out like that but but sometimes it's sometimes it's necessary i think even the last time i had him on the podcast drew even mentioned that i was hesitant to start the podcast a couple years ago and here here we are 110 plus episodes in whatever it might be but um so and we we might have already kind of kind of touched on a little bit um but before we get into more just some advice for others um you had you you know you and todd you you kind of gave us the timeline how y'all started started hunting together and Mm -hmm. and it would you know it was it was strong it was fun and then when kids came into the scene you know kind of it it became harder and because it was harder it wasn't as fun and Mm -hmm. and then when covid hit Mm -hmm. of course kids are getting older you were able to kind of kind of make it more fun again what mm-hmm. what made it more fun how is it more fun now what uh what was and and again i know we've kind of already touched on this a little bit but um in, in your mind what was the moment that you decided hey i'm going to give this another shot i think when i finally gave myself the grace to realize that my story didn't have to look like everything else I saw on social media. It, for me, it's not about bringing home a big buck. Like if I do great, but I'm not, that's not going to be consuming of me. Um, you know, I'm not to not get caught up in, I need to have so many likes or so many follows that I can just create a story that's uniquely ours. And honestly, I don't think it's even that unique to a lot of the moms that are out there. It's, I'm not, you know, I don't, yes, a big, a big buck is awesome. And yes, you know, a a big buck is going to get a lot of likes and especially when it's a really pretty girl that's got that big buck, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be all over. But for me, it's, we've got to get food on the table. We've got to teach my kids how to be outdoors, outdoors women. We need to teach them how to safely handle firearms and how to, how to, you know, shoot bows. Um, so I think it, for me, when I realized that it was completely okay to not have to look like everyone else, um, to not have to to go out and just chase those big bucks. Um, I mean, yes, of course, I want one, but um, to enjoy the journey and just to let myself enjoy the journey. Um, I, I was thinking about this. Um, I've coached basketball for, oh gosh, 14, 15 years now in track for almost 20 years now. And I've, I've had the privilege to, to win a lot of trophies um, with, with sports as both as an athlete and as a coach. And we tell the kids all the time, like, it's the journey. Yes. It's exciting to bring that trophy home, but it's the journey to get that trophy. That's, that's so exciting. And one of my favorite hunting stories, I never even shot a gun or shot a bow. And it was, um, Todd got a, a really nice deer off of our property, probably our last really nice buck off our property, um, several years ago. And it was our first opportunity to, he, it was a new food plot and we brought the the tree stand out and he was going to put it in one tree. And I looked at him, I said, nope, I want it in this tree. And I don't know why, um, other than it's on the property that I grew up on. So I'm pretty familiar with 
where the deer go. And he's like, okay, let's put it there. And he, it was the first time that he had let me choose the stand or the tree that we're going to put the stand in. And I went over to take care of the horses probably within the next like two to three days. And there was this buck and I, it literally froze me. I saw it and I didn't move, ran back, got my camera. And cause I didn't have binoculars with me, was able to, to see him kind of see where he was traveling, where he was going. And then, um, that was, I want to say like on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday morning. Um, so Friday night, Todd was like, Hey, one of us needs to go out Saturday morning into into that stand the the wind's going to be right and i said go go put him down and it was 15 20 minutes after daylight that he was able to get that that buck down and it was so much fun for us like you know he he really did the the food plot i did the stand i was able to pattern him pattern him leading into it and everything that i had told him was you know, what was exactly how he, how he showed up and he was able to put it down. And I, for me, that is my, one of my favorite stories, um, because we were able to do that together as a couple. Yeah. It was a nice buck, not an overly huge buck, not one that's going to win any kind of, um, award or any kind of like, you wouldn't get measurements on it. But to us, that was that, that one hangs in our living room and is a very important one to us because it was our buck that we got together. Um, and like I said, I never even shot a gun or shot a bow. Um, but that, you know, he gives me just as much credit for that buck as, you know, as I give to him for putting it down. That's awesome. Very, very cool. So I know, I know we're approaching kind of our, our, our time limit for, for today, but to kind of, to kind of summarize, um, it in the form of some advice, what advice do you have, um, for other, for other moms out there, other, other women that might be in a, a similar boat, a similar phase in life as, as you yourself. Um, but yet they, they see their husband or another family member or they're interested in hunting and that kind of thing. What, what advice do you have for them? Uh, if they're trying to find the time. My best advice is to, to take a look at your own schedule and see when you have some, some time where you can fit some of it in and it may be 15 minutes. It may be an hour. Um, you know, for us, a lot of it is in, the the summer whether we get some some extra fishing in or we we hit the 3d archery trails that works for us um and then not to hold yourself to any of the the industry standards of you've got to get this massive buck um it's okay if you go out and you don't get anything just going out there into the woods um is so important for our mental health it's so important um as we model for our kids um that not every time you don't get every get one every time you go out although my children seem to think my husband's going to get one every single time and they they give it to him harder when he comes home empty-handed um <laughs> but i think it's, they're brutal they're brutal to poor todd um but i think it's important that they just enjoy getting outside whether it's fishing, whether it's shooting their bow, whether it's, you know, taking photographs, um, but f 
find what is relaxing to them, find what's enjoyable to them, and then start with that. And then, you know, fit it into your schedule and from there be able to to branch back out. For me, it was I got my bow back in my hand and I realized, yep, this is this is something I'm interested in doing. And then I was able to find a pheasant hunt for Todd's birthday in February. And we went to a preserve and we got done with that. And we looked at each other and said, yep, we need to do more of this. And it works. It works for us. And, and I just hope other, other moms can, can find what works for them um, and, and enjoy it. Enjoy it. Don't let it be. If it's too much of a stress, you need to stop. You need to find something else. It does not need to be stressful. Absolutely. Very, very well said. Well, Heather, is there anything else that we, could, that we could hit or cover that you'd like to add on top of our conversation before we uh, head toward closing? No, I think we we covered a lot. Um, I'm excited to uh, I'm excited for this next upcoming uh, bow season because um, both my or my oldest is uh, taking hunter safety, so we're gonna get her out there um, for the for the first time. So we're excited about about that new chapter in our in our lives. I think this is going to be as as we've evolved as as parents and hunters. This is a whole new chapter for us. Um, I mean, Todd didn't get into it till he was in his teens. I didn't get into it until I was in my twenties. Um, so to have, have a child, um, like, you know, she'll be, she'll be, she'll just turn 12, um, when hunting season starts here in Michigan. So, um, to have her go out and, and to be part of it, we're, you know, and legitly be looking for a deer for her um, is something I'm I'm really excited about. That's gonna be awesome. I've I've heard so many people, parents, say you know the mm-hmm. once your kids start hunting, it's it's just as rewarding, if not more rewarding, you know, to watch them succeed or watch the passion develop in them than any hunt that you could go on. Mm-hmm. And I I look forward to here in just a couple years being able to start to experience that myself and it sounds like you know obviously yep. you guys are are right at the right at the verge of of being in in all that so yeah. that's awesome so yeah we we got a glimpse of it um a couple weeks ago when we went or yeah i think it was two weeks ago when we went on the um we finally took our youngest on her first um, charter fishing trip. We weren't sure how our, our Piper is very sassy and, and can be hands full. And she does everything she can to uh, stay stride by stride with, with big sister. And she thinks she's like as good as big sister in every area. Um, so we were a little nervous to take her out on the boat, but she did fantastic. So, um, I'm excited to also get her out a little bit. Obviously she's she's only seven, so she's got a little little ways to go. But um no, it is it's it's unreal to watch them, you know, when uh I saw Tala actually got the biggest fish on the on the trip. She got a almost five pound walleye. And we've also learned that we've maybe created a little bit of monsters with them because they'll trash talk and um <laughs> compete with the best of us. And I guess when you have two parents who were college athletes, that it's going to come with a little bit of the territory. Um, but no, just watching, that was just such a glimpse of it to watch her pull in that, that walleye and the, the, the light and the fire and excitement that she had. I mean, 
it was absolutely, absolutely amazing. And so I can't wait till she gets her first year, no matter what it is, um, uh, to see how excited she's going to be. And then to watch her be able to, because she's going to be able to, you know, not only put that deer on the ground, but be able to gut it and work on the processing piece of it. That She's got to learn that a little bit more. But, I mean, she's going to be able to take this deer from, you know, field to table herself. And I'm just so proud of so proud of that that she's able to she's going to be able to do that that's awesome very 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 cool and um i'm excited to get to to get to see it too from our perspective because i know that you guys will yeah. you know y'all, y'all are very passionate about uh sharing your adventures and sharing content to to the fall mm-hmm. obsession family as well so um it's from a you know, as much as we can, it's going to be cool to experience it with y'all and, and, and watch that happen. I'm looking forward to it. So, mm-hmm. well, um, to kind of wrap it up and I, I know I mentioned when we had those, those podcasts, I talked about at the very beginning, you know, the last time you were on here with the Midwestern crew, um, you know, normally mm-hmm. whenever we have somebody on the podcast for the first time, we have a couple questions we like to ask them before we wrap it up. I wasn't going to do it with that crew because knowing that crew, it would never end. We, we, it just, it'd be a five hour podcast episode, but, um, and, and for all I know, you might've already even talked about or mentioned it, but just uh, real quick, what's your favorite hunting memory and tell us a little bit about it. Uh, besides the one I shared with my husband, hands down that goose hunts in Missouri. Awesome. That was an, epic trip um i mean any trip that andy's on is gonna make is gonna be fantastic um i mean there's he's awesome um and there's there's no person that's gonna make you feel like family more tyler delaney um are just absolutely amazing um so i'm really 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 excited to um to get back with them and, and to create more memories of, of those trips because that, that goose hunt, I cannot wait to next March. I am so excited um, to do that again. So hands down our Missouri goose hunt with the Midwest crew. That that's awesome to hear for sure. And again, for our listeners, that's 97 and 98 on our podcast episodes. You can go back and listen to those. I agree. Any, any time that you get to spend with Andy Meeks is a, is a hoot and a holler. I'm actually, he's actually in Texas right now and I'm actually going to go have dinner with him tonight. Mm -hmm. So I'm super, super excited to get to hang out with Andy tonight. So hadn't gotten to do that in a couple of years. Oh, I'm, I'm jealous and you're going to have a lot of laughs. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's, it's going to be a very good time for sure. All right. uh, Last question I'll ask you, um, cause you know, you're, you're branching out going on more, looking for these opportunities, you guys that line up with your schedules that are kind of outside those comfort zones. What's, uh, what's the, at the top of the bucket list as far as something that you want to do that you haven't gotten to do yet in the hunting world? Oh gosh. Um, I would love to go on a caribou hunt. Yes. Um, that would be, I mean, ideally that is what I want to do. Um, I feel like I'll probably, um, moose and elk are up there as well, but to get it to do a caribou would be just the absolute pinnacle yeah. of, of hunting for me. Todd's tried to get me on bear hunts. Not quite ready for that. 
Um, but to, oh man, to get a caribou. Yes. That without question, that was my, my, uh, top choice. That's awesome. If, if any of our listeners have been a long time listener, I'm sure you've heard me say by now that that's, that's top of my list for sure is a, is a caribou hunt. So I don't know, maybe, maybe we just got to yep. have a fall obsession trip to go caribou hunting, just a bunch of people spend a bunch of money all at once and <laughs> get it over with. <laughs> yes. And we got to make sure Andy can go too. Yep. If, if, even if he doesn't have a tag, I'll bring Andy <laughs> just for entertainment, just to keep us motivated. So <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> well, Heather, it's been it's been good to sit down and get you on here and, and talk to you a little bit about this stuff. Uh, I, I enjoyed the conversation. I'm sure it, it won't be long again before we have you and or Todd, the whole crew, whatever it might be, back on here. So I'm, I'm sure you guys will be, uh, be regulars on the podcast moving forward. So appreciate you coming on. It's been awesome talking to you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. For our listeners, real quick, as we close, fallobsession.com is our website. That's where you guys can go to find all of our content. Uh, we cover hundreds of different topics in different forms uh, in the hunting world, uh, wild game recipes, educational articles, video series, other forms of media. You can find them all on our website as well as our online store. Um, pick you up some apparel. We are trying to combat the, the rising costs in today's world and giving you guys a $10 deal of the week. Um, we pick a different apparel item every week to mark down to 10 bucks and sell it uh, to you guys at that discounted price so head on over to fallobsession.com explore around pick you up a hat or a t-shirt all the major social media platforms facebook instagram twitter we're on there go look up fall obsession give us a follow and a like uh, we're also on the Go Wild app, which is a censorship-free app for hunters and outdoorsmen. We recommend uh, you guys getting on there. It's free, and they got a pretty cool uh, reward system going on on there. Um, our podcast is on all major podcast platforms. Be sure you follow and subscribe wherever you might be listening. We're also on the Waypoint TV app, which is a streaming service for hunting shows and podcasts and stuff. So be sure you go check out Waypoint. Um, we're also on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is Fall Obsession. Go follow, subscribe, turn on your notifications. We uh, got some cool videos in the works, uh, including our season two of our Texas Dirt series. So I'm um, looking forward to sharing that with you guys. Be sure you follow and subscribe. Last but not least, Ridge Rock Hunt Company, Derek and Lacey out there in Mississippi. Um, they're very good friends of ours that we've gotten to know, just some good down-to-earth people over the past couple years. Um, they book hunts. They are kind of a third-party booking service for outfitters across the entire United States and North America, Canada, Mexico, all sorts of different places. So be sure that you guys, uh, if you're looking for a hunting adventure, you want to get outside that comfort zone like we talked about today, give Derek a call. Um, he might be able to help find something for you that works within your budget, and all of his outfitters are vetted and trusted by him personally, so he guarantees a good experience that's ridge rock hunt company go check them out on their website and on social media heather thank you again enjoyed it thank you all right guys thank y'all for listening and we'll be back again next week with todd actually um, heather's husband for another fall obsession podcast episode we will catch you then